Welcome to our How to Wow Summer Run 2023 and a series of wondrous conversations recorded live at Carfest last year. Carfest is a not-for-profit well-being, music, food, superstar and motorcar festival that has so far raised circa £25 million for UK children's charities. Check out what's happening this year by going to carfest.org carfest.org that is where you'll see our best ever lineup of guest hosts and rock and rollers yet many of them staying with us the whole weekend including the likes of Richard Hammond Rob Brydon Jimmy Carr Lee Mack Bryony Gordon Eddie Izzard Rick Astley Craig David Russell and Laura Brand Texas McFly the actual village people Alex Horn Angela Hartnett Matt Tebbett Michael Keynes Atul Kutcher Freya Ridings Ben Miller Dr Rungan Chatterjee Dr Reapy The Happy Pair Melanie Sykes the feelings, Sophie Ellis Baxter, Razorlight, Gokwan Reef, the Bootleg Beatles, and only Peter Flipping Andre, plus all the amazing car content, of course. Go to carfest.org now and come join us this August bank holiday weekend. All right, from that very event, let's cue a conversation, a fascinating conversation, featuring love, food, family recipes from the kitchen disco with Richard Jones and Sophie Ellis Baxter. They're both married. Richard's in the feeling. Sophie Ellis Baxter, you'll know from Murder on the Dance Floor, etc., etc., etc. Don't worry, though, no one was actually killed. Here they are discussing their book, Love, Food, Family, because together they cook, um, they kitchen disco, they share their favourite family recipes from their kitchen to yours, from their kitchen to yours, packed full of accessible, easy-to-follow and crowd-pleasing food. So it's an absolute pleasure to have these fabulous people. Hiya. Yo. <laughs> Please take a seat oh, in my office lounge. Well. Is, it, is this a conversation or is it therapy? Well, <laughs> you could lie down. <laughs> Can you all hear me clearly? <laughs> all right, I just want to make sure I've got the mic in the right place. Um, I have to say, I'm actually trying to stay very calm because I could get really excited right now because I was one of those um, people throughout lockdown that was saved by their kitchen disco. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. So, it's kind so of surreal, isn't it, for us? Yeah. yeah. Well, also, I don't bottle the excitement. I think <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. That's much better. Um, so it's really brilliant because um, the things for me that really sort of touched home was the fact that you, you've actually encompassed all the things that are really important to me. Family, love, food, which also happens to be the name of this brilliant book. Um, but, but seriously, I think during lockdown, I, at the beginning, I don't know if you're like me, the first three weeks I was like, this is the best thing ever. I don't know how busy you are, but I, I'm always way too busy. And so to have that enforced holiday was lovely. But then it got to a point where lockdown just kept going on and on and on and on. And you know, I was beginning to feel a little bit glum, I have to say. Mm. And then I discovered the joy that was your kitchen disco. <laughs> how did that come about? Um, well, first, I think, actually, uh, for us, I wasn't really that um, relaxed about lockdown when it started. It sounds like you were, like, immediately quite good at it. I found... Um, we have five children. Yeah, though, we found... I, and, yeah, and, and when lockdown first started, I just thought, uh, I, don't think I, I don't think I know how to do this and felt incredibly stressed. So music was already... So in our family, that's kind of what we turn to to sort of flip the script, isn't it, or to, to alleviate stress and tension. And actually, I was watching lots of very talented musician friends doing their 
singer-songwriter, like accompanying themselves on piano and guitar. And I was thinking, why did I stop piano at 14? I can't do anything to accompany myself. And I was feeling like I wanted to do something to reach out. And Richard said, why don't you do a sort of party set of songs and I'll film it and we'll put it live on Instagram, which I did think sounded like absolute lunacy, but I didn't really have anything else going on. So <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we thought we'd give it a go. We just were going mad at home like everyone else yeah. and wanted to release. And th the first one that we did just went on, you know, completely live on Sophie's Instagram. And at the end of it, I think you said, well, that's probably the end of my career. <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs> watching someone like lose the, their mind in yeah. front of their family. Yeah. But you obviously must have got a really good feedback straight away. Yeah, I mean, I remember um, looking through the comments afterwards, expecting people to say, this is ridiculous, what does she think she's doing? But actually, it was so much warmth, yeah. and people just quite enjoying the sort of silliness of a lot of it, and also it was very unpredictable and chaotic. Our youngest at the time was 14 months, our eldest was 16. So just lots of kids everywhere, lots of jeopardy, lots of wires but lots of disco as well. But you know, I think that's what, that was part of the charm of it for me, was to actually see that you're, it felt real, you know, that you weren't making this up, it wasn't a real. show, <laughs> you were stumbling <laughs> over your kids. Mm. Sometimes they looked like they really were not impressed, you know, so yeah. they just like Way chilling. too often. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you were like scooping them up sometimes, even though you had your high heels and your glitter <laughs> ball and your fancy sequin dress. It, it just had a real, it was, it was just the right thing at the right time. Oh, and having you. some of those cover songs as well as, you know, some of your classics, I think you really hit the note well. Oh, well, that's, that's so nice to hear. And actually that community that was formed out of the Kitchen Discos kind of, mm. it kind of saved our, our marbles a bit really, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it sort so of it felt such affection became the thing that marked the end of the week for us, 6.30 on a Friday would go on and then have a cocktail afterwards. Yes. And it just, otherwise every day was the same. And then yeah, as Sophie yeah. said, we were getting messages from all around the world, from families and people. And we still now, wherever we play, we say who came over to the kitchen discos and there's always people. Yeah. Um, and we, yeah, so we're getting surreal. these amazing messages from everyone. And we just, it kind of just carried us through. And as the weeks went on, I think the first week had about a thousand live viewers and then we sort of posted it afterwards and then it grew and it grew and it grew. And by the end there were 15,000 watching live. And then afterwards, after we posted, we found that the reach after the first 10 weeks was about 35 million. That's Which insane. It's actually, you can't yeah. really get your head around that, actually. Yeah. That's insane. But we see it now wherever we go, yeah. even like abroad sometimes, when people just out of nowhere go, we love your kitchen discos. <laughs> like, oh. but, you really, <laughs> but you really did hit a nerve. And I think what you were saying earlier on, Sophie, about you know, the beginning of lockdown, in your home, in the middle of London, five boys, mm. You know, you don't do London life expecting to be sort of housebound for that long. Didn't have that many kids expecting to be housebound. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I've really done it now. <laughs> <laughs> but you found the way out, and it was just so. It, it just played to all your strengths, as you said. You know, you are Definitely a family. Clearly, your family people. Yes. Clearly, music's a real part of your life. Yeah, it's huge. And then you just had this. It was happening in your kitchen. You know, and you could see. But it's like Sophie said yeah. as well, all yeah. that, all of the stuff was already there. Yeah. The disco lights, the smoke machine, that's yeah. just, it's kind of what we do anyway. Yeah. So we just kind of opened the door, shared it with people. It felt great. And it, it felt really, yeah. really we great. We felt connected yeah. in a really time did. where we couldn't. I kept crying through a lot of them because it, like, it was quite an emotional thing. It's yeah. I still find it quite hard to articulate it really. I just, I felt r proper warmth towards everybody that was coming round to our house. 
<laughs> yeah, and we felt, I, I mean, I'm sure I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of people here, but, you know, we really felt that too. Um, and I think that's the sort of, it came for me, it came just at the right time where I just didn't feel as if I was on my own going stir crazy because unlike you, um, we have a, a house in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. that's normally always full of people, yeah. you know, our daughter, the grandchildren, you know, friends and friends, people in the village, and then all of a sudden it was empty. Yeah. And just to know that there was still life going on and we felt that we were part of it. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I think... I really do think, I can understand, Richard, why you're saying 35 million people around the world yeah. connected. And then that led on to the tour. Yeah, to the tour and um, just trying to have a disco with everybody under the same sky, same roof, you know. That was very much something that was keeping me going during the lockdown was the idea that one day I won't just be singing into the back of Richard's phone. I'll actually be able to see oh, people. Oh, this is the actual phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this very iPhone was the one that... Uh, By the looks of it, hasn't had a clean sense then either. <laughs> so actually, that's actually... 35 million people <laughs> through that. <laughs> so actually, that's quite interesting. How did you go about it? Because I know, Richard, you're the sort of technical guy. Yes. You filmed it, you edited it, you had to do... Just tell us a little bit about... Well, no it was editing, your idea, wasn't it? No editing. I mean, I think one of the reasons it connected was because a lot of lives that were going out were actually pr pre-put together mm. and they'd put in things like go sing go on great but really they were fabricated and you could sort of tell and they were all a bit too perfect yeah um this was literally live so whatever happened went out <laughs> and you could kind of sense that yeah. with the kids and all the stuff falling <laughs> at each other but um eyes. what happened was the first week i literally just held my phone up in the room and filmed and, he, and that, you know, got a great response, but it sounded awful because it was just the sound of the room with the speakers on and the kids screaming and all the rest of it. So I went into a complete geek wormhole <laughs> and found a cable that you can basically jack in here that's designed for a Rode microphone, and it, t it makes the iPhone think that it's having it's a stereo input. Wow. It doesn't actually exist as something you can buy, but it's found it on forums. And so then I could feed a stereo input from a little mixer... Uh, into the phone, so I, ha I got a good sound on Sophie's mic with a bit of like compression and stuff, mixed it in, so the actual audio quality was actually pretty good, to the point where, because iPhones don't have that facility, and Instagram Live can only be uh, broadcast through a phone, not, not through a laptop, Coldplay got in touch with me to ask me how I did the audio, <laughs> and I consulted on their live Instagram Live, because their engineer couldn't figure it out. He was like, how did you make it sound... Mm. That good. I was going to say, so. you do realise my husband's somewhere at the back <laughs> having sort of, you know, like, geek. Any, yeah. <laughs> sort of hypertension here. But I think that. that was part of the reason that it sustained and did well is because even though the, it was chaotic and all the stuff was happening, mm. you could always hear Sophie singing, you could hear her voice. And also, because of the way that the, the mic was treated, you couldn't really hear the kids screaming. Oh, my God, that was a revelation. And in the room, oh honestly. Was like, I was going, like, oh, my God, they're so noisy. He's going... You can't hear them. No, actually, no, the in the room like it was like, oh, mommy, mommy, <laughs> smash glass stuff. No, they and sounded like the most well-behaved kids. They just sounded that. Sometimes they looked like they were a bit embarrassed. The, you could see the <laughs> chaos. Mortified, I think. You could I mean, see them. I never made yeah. them come, but they would. They just yeah. sort of like be lolling about. Yeah. And they'd always start off with such good energy, wouldn't they? Jumping, jumping, and then like one song in, they'd be all like flopped on the sofa. I'm like, yeah. come on. It's real, just real life. <laughs> that was the kind of beauty of it. But, but and then so what funny. about where did you get the idea to? dress up because that's the other <laughs> thing you know from a girl point of view what is she going to wear this week ha. and those ridiculously high heels all of it it yeah, just it was, was a real escapism 
our lives were very, very much about domesticity and discos and nothing else. There was like no in between. So well, plus, we're, we're both musicians, and yeah. we suddenly had all of our concerts cancelled. Yeah. And that's yeah. part of what we do and part of what we love. And mm. so I think for Sophie to kind of get ready, get dressed up, plan her outfits. Oh, I loved that it. sort of gave <laughs> you like a way we to, loved know, to it. put that. I, I, and even more so, I was wearing stuff I didn't think I'd show anybody. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them were pretty quirky. Yeah, because I've been collecting stuff for a long time. I'm a massive eBay addict, so I've got like vintage ice skating outfits and majorette costumes, all sorts of weirdness. And We've I don't got know more to come. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what I true. was... You didn't even wear those on stage before. No, definitely <laughs> just not. Just broadcast Something it. happened <laughs> when we were the kitchen. I just suddenly didn't care anymore. And then I remember one time someone saying to me, oh, does your... I think my uh, eldest maybe got to like 17. Does your 17-year-old mind when you're wearing leotards? And I was like... No, he's super supportive. And I said, aren't you, Sonny? And he went, actually, sometimes it is a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what, sweetheart? I'm sorry, but this one's for me. I need, I need something that's mine. And if this is what it is, then you've got to deal with it. <laughs> I'm with you all the way. So how did, why did you then take it out on tour? It was, it was the other half of a promise that we made to ourselves, basically. Halfway through lockdown, we thought, we have to do this live. We've got to be able to see people. And that's the beautiful thing about that. You know, we're so fortunate that we are. Our jobs are creative, mm. so when things happen, unexpected things in life, you incorporate them into what you're doing. You can't. They can't be separate. So I think, you know, probably like lots of people, when lockdown first happened, you thought, oh, this is life on pause, and then we'll go back to what we're doing before. And then you think, hang on a minute, that's that's not actually not quite how this is going to work. Yeah. So. It's a way of, you know, bringing the, the positive aspects of the last two years into the present day and, and having fun with everybody. And it was just really, really important that, that that was the final outcome, was having that moment with people. I really, really needed that. Okay, just taking a pause to tell you about AG1, also supporting this particular podcast. AG1, I'm asked all the time about the one thing I do to take care of my health. If I could pick only just one product, it would be foundational nutrition. And AG1 is a top foundational nutrition product. I can't think of any other daily routine that pays off as well as AG1, according to people that I really look up to who really know their stuff. AG1 is recommended by such luminaries as Rich Roll, the amazing professor, Dr. Andrew Schieberman, Tim Ferriss, and our one, our only Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. AG1 was created in 2010 and has helped millions of mornings begin on a healthier foundation ever since. My wife takes it, I take it, even our 14-year-old son Noah takes it now. He swears by it. AG1 is not only a high-quality, all-in-one solution for daily foundational nutrition, it also saves you time, confusion and money compared to individual supplements that can add up to a small fortune. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic and much more in one simple drinkable habit ag1 is great bang for my book as it replaces a lot of these other supplements like a daily multivitamin minerals pre and probiotics for my gut health adaptogens and a greens blend literally all in one scoop of powder i think there's 75 different supplements in each scoop science-driven formulation of vitamins probiotics and whole food source nutrients ag1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category just one daily serving gives me the comprehensive foundational nutrition i need Go to drinkag1.com slash how to wow. That's drinkag1.com slash how to wow. Give it a go. Check it out. Let us know how it lands. And now back to the wow.
Yeah, like this this year's been amazing. Yeah, the tour in March really and cathartic, wasn't it? all the gear. Did like anyone come to like come that. to the tour? Oh yeah, did you? Yeah. Ah, cool. So Thank you so for you know, coming. So Thank we you. we built uh, a set of the kitchen <laughs> where Sophie performed so in front weird. of, and had a kabuki drop behind which Sophie was sat upon a full size plastic horse. Yep. Which she bought during lockdown. Yeah, not knowing what I'd use it for. On imp an impulse, a really weird <laughs> impulse buy, <laughs> which we finally had use for. But we were just trying to, we wanted the show to kind of capture the essence of, of the discos, but being like kind of 3D and yeah, big. Yeah, get the togetherness about it. And it was really, really it was really special. Yeah. I th it was really cathartic, and we had a lot of messages from groups of people who used to come and watch them, who used yeah. to watch them at home, but mm. maybe be on Zoom with each other having a cocktail. And then they oh. obviously saw the tours happening and they bought tickets and went, and they came together. And so a lot of them said, as soon as the curtain dropped, they just burst into tears. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine Because it was that. just like, oh, wow, this yeah. is real. And we're here. And it was really... Yeah, uh, it's very special. Special thing, yeah. It's yeah. I'm assuming the tour was without the boys. Yeah, definitely. I mean... <laughs> I'm just thinking, yeah. you know, what length do you go? They came on stage <laughs> at the Palladium, though. They did they? on yeah. the last night, Which but um, really cool. no, I, I, it was uh, it was time to end the worry about the children and the wires. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it was actually very nice to be able to dance around the stage without worrying about banging into one of them. So <laughs> yeah, that suited me to be honest. And <laughs> then we've we've now got the book as well. So yeah. how does that come about? So the cookbook has been, oh my words, just a really gorgeous thing that we've been asked to, you know we, we invited to by octopus about doing a cookbook but what little did they know we'd actually wanted to do a cookbook for years we first had the idea about five years ago and um why, why did you want to do a cookbook well, we both love cooking very much yeah. uh we're both um rich is the son of a chef so you grew up watching your dad and yeah helping him in the kitchens and bits yeah and, yeah, and we i mean cooking's a massive part of our lives but we always we just thought, how amazing would it be to make a book that's like a record of all the things we love to cook yeah. for our own kids, and for mm. our family, yeah. and involve everyone. But it's a proper family. Uh, we pitched book. it four or five years ago. No one was interested. <laughs> which is <laughs> fine. All, which is fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Um, Cut to kitchen disco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there, it is all about the right time, isn't yeah. it? And yeah. this is the moment for that. And one of the things that's really lovely about this book, I shouldn't actually like this book because most of it is um, they're meat dishes. There are a few vegetarian dishes and I'm vegetarian but I actually really love it because it, it does feel that this is a book for a family that's written you know it's a genuine book for families to choose from and it, and it feels like you're all really considered in that and quite often um, some of these really fabulous book, uh, cookbooks and I've got most of them on my shelves at home mm. um, you sort of get a sense they're you know they're a bit serious you know you've got to be quite you I know, it's eating for one, even though they say it's eating for more. Um, this just feels really like what real people do. Well, it's definitely a cookbook, not a chef, chef book. So yeah. it's, you know, neither of us profess to be anything other than cooks. And we do often eat sort of family feasting things. Mm. We do have a vegetarian and we, we do know, eat veggies too. To. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, we... Um, we just wanted to make sure that it really represented the reality of what goes on our table at home. And that's obviously our recipes, but also um, my mum's got recipes in there. My sister, my brother, our old nanny Claire. Um, yeah, Rich's dad. It was just really important that it was really across the yeah, board. Because our favourite cookbooks, they sort of tell a story as yeah. well as being about the food. It's about like, you know, our home where a lot of people have been over now. <laughs> and 
you know, that during lock during the uh, discos every week, I made a different cocktail. Yes. So I got quite good at cocktail making. <laughs> got to say, and Very so good at cocktail we making. put that in uh, with lo with playlists that link to each chapter. Mm. Yeah, I love yeah. that. So also, it, it, you, um, you you clearly have travelled a lot as well. So you've mm. also captured the sense of you your family going out and venturing out to new places as well. I really love the playlist, by the way. Yeah, um, cool. I think one of the playlists says, um, you know, you basically will not be able to not dance. <laughs> and I'm, one, I'm useless in the kitchen, so I'm very serious. And it's like, everybody has to get out and I have to focus and, you know, make a big deal about it. And I can't possibly dance if I'm having to concentrate on cooking. <laughs> and then I had their playlist and it's like, I'm the nicest person around. Come in! <laughs> doesn't matter, food everywhere. But it is, it's very infectious, actually, and that, that's actually the truth. So. Yeah, well, that's what our home's like anyway. So, yeah. you know, if you're cooking something, there'll be people drifting in and out. What you're cooking, trying a little bit. Um, and we often cook together as well, so it's, it's all yeah, of that, really. divide and conquer. Yeah. Kind of work that out. Because like Sophie said, it's a lot of feasting, but also a lot of it, we tried to keep it quite adaptable for palates, because obviously from three years old up to now... Yeah. I love really spicy food, but our baby clearly and kids don't. And I hate a middle ground. I hate it when you put a bit in and I can't even taste it, but the kids still don't, still like don't eat it. Yeah. Yeah. So like we put in a load of hot sauce stirrings for that. And also, Sophie said one of our kids is vegetarian. So yeah. most of it, we that's what we have to do. We kind of make the basis of something that everyone yeah. can have. And then you kind of put little adaptable little bits, adaptable yeah. bits yeah. on top. To make it e easy, as, stress, as least stressful as possible. Um, Richard, you've sort of underplayed your dad's culinary skills because, um, you know, he's a great chef and you must have learned something from him. Yeah, well, I mean, that was... I grew up when he worked in um, the Ashdown Forest Golf Hotel and he used to take me in there chopping things up and there's a recipe in there from... Uh, inspired by when I was only about six or seven, he used to get me to deliver the food down to the bar because I think they people in the bar just thought it was quite cute, this little kid coming in. And someone ordered a steak and Guinness pie and I walked down the stairs and tripped and it went everywhere. And they called me Richard Pie on the Stairs Jones yeah. from then on. <laughs> Still do, probably. <laughs> so that went in there. Yeah. I think the there's a recipe named after you, isn't it? Yeah, 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 that's in there. <laughs> steak and Guinness, it's a great pie, to be fair. <laughs> Don't drop it. Don't eat it off the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to drop it, that's not in the <laughs> recipe. <laughs> so do you have more touring to do or is that yes um, so the rest of it we've nearly finished festival actually I think this weekend is the last weekend of the sort of big festivals which is really exciting because it looks so like the weather's amazing today yeah. um, and then yeah we've got, got bits and bobs till the end of the year actually and then there'll be yeah. another kitchen disco tour next year yeah we'll do more we, we'll do we couldn't, so just, we couldn't just stop it back. now we're having so much yeah. fun with it yeah, yeah. no so we think it'll probably just always be part of what I do now, really. I mean, uh, the thing is, wh what is a, a kitchen disco tour with me anyway? It's basically me singing, and I don't have to be in the kitchen, so it's sort of, <laughs> sort of what I was already doing. But <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. stick the word it's just kitchen semantics. In front of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I think the 35 million people who <laughs> came into your kitchen are so happy that you're going to continue ah, in the kitchen singing. Me too. Yeah. Um, I, I, if you don't mind, I just want to open it out. Has anybody yeah. got any questions that you'd like? Oh, we've got a few questions right oh, on cool. the front row. Um, if you could really project so we could hear you, that'd be great. So for those of you who didn't hear, we were talking about Hypnotised, uh, which is the, the new single, actually. And it is, um, you're not the first person to say it's earworm. It is quite catchy. It will catchy. be performed later yeah, this yeah, evening. Yeah, with the, with the dance routine, exactly. Oh, my word! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my 
So you're all going to learn the dance routine yeah, you're later. You're awesome. You should come up with me and teach everybody. <laughs> 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 Security, please do not yeah, say yeah. that aloud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's my earworm? Oh, golly. Well, actually, the first thing I thought was um, a negative association with the term earworm because when I, I did a, a dance-a-thon last November for Children in Need where um, I danced for 24 hours. And the first... Uh, I'd gone through the playlist before I was doing it, and they very. I said to the, um, the, the lovely folk at Radio 2, I said, well, if I'm going to do this, I need to know what I'm dancing to because there are certain songs that will drain my energy and other songs that will lift me up. So I went through the whole thing, you know, a couple of tweaks, great... And then something obviously went wrong at a very crucial point in the um, 24 hours when I was absolutely flagging. So I was probably about 21, 22 hours in, getting very emotional, feeling very tired. And someone had the brilliant idea to do me a little trio. Um, what was it? Scatman, <laughs> uh, uh, Who Let the Dogs Out, and Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> now, they're all catchy and they're all absolutely I was there and she was like... <laughs> I, she's like, I am going insane. I was like, I I'm cannot going insane. cope with what are they trying? They're trying to break me. Weird enough at the best of times. Yeah. Four a.m. But it's also very catchy. So that's what I thought <laughs> yeah, of when you said yeah, that. Yeah. So I'll probably be singing that now. <laughs> How did you get through that twenty-four hours? What, what did you do to keep going? Um, well, I'm sure anyone who's done anything that's it's endurance. So you can't mm. you can't speed up through it. You just have to get into a sort of zone, really. Mm. And I think your brains are, I think brains are very clever. If they know they've got something like that to deal with, you're just sort of prepping all the time before you start. Mm. And actually, I was fine for most of it. The bit, everybody who'd done it before, like previous um, presenters, they'd said to me, oh, the bit that's really tricky is between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. because your circadian rhythm is telling you to go to bed and you've got to keep going till 9.30. Mm. So that was the bit I'd really prep for. And actually, that was quite fun, wasn't it? Richard was with me. And I, that was actually, I was actually in a really good mood. So because I'd done so much work on that bit, I then hadn't really thought about the bit after. So I finished that bit. And then suddenly it got to sort of 5.36. And I thought, I, I, I can't, if this was a club night, I would definitely be making sure my taxi yeah, was yeah. ready by now. So the last hour... It's a mild way of putting oh, it. Was, <laughs> yes. The, the last hour, I was... I really drooped a little, didn't I? And I thought, oh, no, I'm going to be the first person who doesn't and finish this thing. I'm going to walk But the thing is, is <laughs> Sophie did actually dance for the whole thing. I did. And, you know... That was quite fun, the dancing. I know, but it was an amazing... Because, you know, often, understandably, it's 24 hours. It's hard exactly. to imagine. <laughs> people just kind of would... I've seen people in the past just sort of step, step, step. But you were yeah. just moving around the whole stage yeah. the entire time. Yeah, I would have been stepping. <laughs> Me <laughs> too. But, well, I'd spoken to Claudia Winkleman and Tess Daly, and they did stepping. They did side steps like this. Yeah. And they said after seven hours of it, they got motion sickness, and they were both throwing up. <laughs> so yeah. I thought, well, I must keep it varied. Um, yeah. yeah, but it was just so surreal, because I got to 8 a.m., and I was really drooping. And um, Your I eyes started to roll back yeah, in your head. And then, so then what turned you around? Because you know Rick Astley. <laughs> he came on the Zoom and I said, talk to me, Rick. And yeah. he just, he was like, oh, I'm tired. It's early <laughs> morning. And it made me laugh. And, um, and I, I just sort of floated and got through. And then my kids, our kids all turned up and my mum. Yeah. And then I just couldn't stop weeping. I was a bit yeah. of a weepy mess by then. Yeah. But it was actually kind of glorious. Like, it's an amazing thing to do. Yeah. And it's quite nice at 43 to know you can still dance through the night. I'm quite, <laughs> I'm quite cool with that. I think that needs a round of applause. <laughs> So before we wrap up, is there any other questions? You've got a... This is your moment. 
Well, can I just say, please get this book. You will not regret it. Make sure you see these guys later on tonight. You're yeah, not going to regret that. What, what stage are you on the main stage? Where, do you yeah, know where you are? Well, we're on the, well, we say the main, there's two stages. I, I've, I chose the little one. <laughs> <laughs> I say the main one. I've never even seen I mean, it. There's, there's <laughs> one that's like, ooh, big, impressive stage. And there's a very sweet little one to the left. There you I will be <laughs> at 7.15. With your dancing troops. You with have the, all yeah, the, uh, with the dancing troops, exactly. <laughs> and um, we've bought, you know, we've got all the stuff. We've got all the disco. So, yeah, come and have some fun with we us, We will please. definitely be there. Yeah. Uh, haven't they just been fantastic, Richard and Sophie? <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks for thank coming to you. listen to us. And thank and you, Diane. No, and thank them for getting us through that pandemic. <laughs> you are amazing. <laughs> Our lockdown specials. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I hope you enjoyed that. Richard Jones and Sophie Ellis-Bexter recorded live at last year's Carfest. If you want to be at this year's Carfest, once again, go to carfest.org to come join us this August bank holiday weekend. All right, thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.